0: Hello, and welcome to the Otaku Review Podcasts. I'm your host, LB, joining me as always is CT. Hey
1: there.
0: So we're back in our Decade in Review show. This time the subject is going to be 2013. You'll notice, however, that 2013 is being released before 2012. The reason for this is because this is our 25th podcast and I wanted to make sure that we took the time to acknowledge that and thank all of you out there for listening to us ramble and babble about anime for the last few months. And since 2012 was recorded a few weeks ago, don't worry, I am working on getting it edited and posted ASAP. I figured we could just do the little acknowledgement on this one and on the next one that we happen to record, which happened to be this one. Unfortunately, we weren't able to come up with anything special to do to mark the occasion. One person suggested we sing our favorite anime theme songs, but that's so not happening. Uh, But we wanted to thank you regardless. So thank you to all of you for listening to us, and we really appreciate it, and we will keep doing this for as long as you keep listening. So thank you. Uh, So, we're not going to get into the news of 2013 this time, mostly just because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in that year, as far as I could tell, and I didn't want to spend a few minutes reaching for small topics. Instead, we're going to jump right into our top five series of the year. Before we do that, I want to go ahead and give a quick little shout-out to our listener, Ray Earth, who sent in his favorite series of the year. He actually sent in about 30 of them, but we just don't have time to list all of them. So we'll go ahead. We'll mention his favorites, which were Kill a Kill, Nanonbiori, Attack on Titans, Silver Spoon, Kinryo, Mosaic, uh, Hentai Print, that Haneko, which I believe is <laughs> the Hentai uh, the Print and the Stony, Stony Cat. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. Excuse me. Love Live. Double the part timer. And one other one that maybe you know what it was. N N A.
1: Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, neither do nah, I. Nah, so. it's a, it's about a cat, I guess. Nah.
0: Okay, that works.
1: So, all right. Oh no, I I actually I do know what that is because it it's one of my. Uh, are are we doing uh, uh, what is it? Honorable mentions? Just to quick fire. Yeah, sure,
0: we could do that. Go ahead and we'll, since we just got through that, let's go ahead, let's do some Honorable Mentions. Okay. Um, so, what are your Honorable Mentions? What series did you want to bring up but just couldn't?
1: Well, I'm just bringing some of them up for the heck of it. So, I, I don't necessarily do just outside my list. One of these is, but uh, some of them are just a reminder Furu Season 2 happened in 2013, so, you know, I don't want to crowd my list with that, but obviously I gotta give that a mention. Uh, Arpeggio of Blue Steel, I'm giving a shout-out for being the first all-CG anime that didn't make me want to tear my eyes out. <laughs> uh, it at least gave me hope that I'm like, you know what, I think if they go kind of more in this direction, it can uh, it can make things out uh I'm gonna give Rosen Maiden, oh good Lord Zurukspulen a, a shout out for reminding me that Rosen Maiden existed. Uh, I will uh, give a quick shout out to the uh, rebellion movie as a reminder, I will never watch it. Uh, and I bet you he didn't intercap it uh or else you might have gotten it but uh i have an overriding uh other pa works on my list uh but i enjoyed nagino Asukata a lot and that's what i assume was ray earth's mention of nna
0: okay that makes sense So, all right, for my honorable mentions, I only have a couple that I want to bring up. Uh, First off, I want to remind everyone that 2013 was the year that MAUYU happened, and we did a nice little podcast about that series. You should go listen to it. Uh, SENYU was interesting. SILVER SPOON SEASON 2 happened this year. Hog and I next happened this year, which was a really good one. Katura-san is a comedy that everyone should go watch, mostly because it has the most depressing first episode of a comedy ever created. Uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much all I want to mention. Attack on Titan happened this year. That's not gonna be on my list. Um, because I hated Attack on Titan. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I enjoy Attack on Titan, but it's not going to make my favorites list. If it, it would certainly get an of mention for for many reasons, but uh...
0: but yeah, that's pretty much all I have for my honorable mentions. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into our series, our notable series of two thousand thirteen, though, because there were some really good ones this year, okay. uh, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this year. So let's go ahead. Let's start with you. What is your, what's the first series that you want to mention from 2013?
1: Well, I'm going to start with the two that I think we have the strongest chance of overlapping though. The first one we don't because you just mentioned it incorrectly in your honorable mention. Uh, and it's, uh, uh what is it? Uh, it's the best one to start off a 25th uh, podcast with, and that's because Silver Spoon Season 1 was 2013. Season was it? 2 was 2014. And so I was very surprised to hear you do it, but I think because you thought it was Season 2, you weren't going to just intro a thing with Season 2. No, Season 1 is 2013. So if you want oh, to really quickly okay. mod your list... But uh, otherwise we can just talk about it, so... Yeah,
0: um... let's go ahead, let's bring it up. I apologize for making that mistake. Bad me, especially because (laughs) season one had one of my favorite theme songs ever that I even listened to earlier today, uh, Kiss You, (laughs) which is such a catchy little song. Oh my god.
1: Very good. Silver Spoon also has the only other... Uh, song that uh, Goose House has in, in anime, so uh, they they did one of the endings, I think ending two. But either way, um, yeah, no, it it it's one of those I I rather enjoy, you know, the kind of slice of life that is just realistic in weird ways. Uh, So, some of them, you know, you get a weird way, which is just, the which leans more into the cute girls doing cute things, whether that's going fishing, or climbing a mountain, or camping. In this one, you still have a, you know, a coming-of-age story, but the setting is askew. You'd be familiar enough with it, because it takes place in an agricultural high school. You can imagine, well, this has to be a thing. And you're introduced to that kind of uh, what is it uh, uh, that that kind of uh, scholastic experience through the characters here. Uh, I, I apparently ha- since I mentioned uh, you know Mayashimon as well, I have a thing for agricultural exploration uh, <laughs> through characters, whether it has a fantastic element to it or not but uh yeah watching our hero uh as it were Hachiken go fish out of water and just decide to sort of run away from the pressure of his sort of high school and put himself in the middle of an agricultural one where he's you know thrust in on the deep end of a lot of uh a very interesting cast of characters and a whole lot of uh, differing situations. Uh, it, it's just overall a, a weirdly uh, uh, Iyashikei sort of experience. It, uh, there's, you know, the, the bucolic is going to come up later as well. Uh, but in in this kind of thing it it's sort of a back to basics kind of thought process uh, uh, you know exploring a more natural sort of life but in a way you're you're tied to less escapism because all of the other characters other than Hachiken are brought into it by their families and you know our our family runs a, a a dairy farm runs this runs that so they're all kind of brought into it because they're struggling to be able to take over a family business that's uh, you know not just your corner shop uh and it's not just becoming a, an office worker uh the author of course is uh the uh, Full Metal Alchemist author, so uh, it's interesting to see a very non-high uh, adventure uh, kind of shonen experience, and uh, I just enjoy pretty much all of the episodes from this. You don't really think about pacing from it; you just enjoy the ride.
0: I'm really glad that you brought up that it was from the same author who did Full Metal Alchemist because I remember at the time there were two things that were turning me off about this series. One, it was a farming series, uh, and two, it was from the author of Full Metal Alchemist, which at the time I just did not like. Hmm. Uh, so that was two things that I had going against it. But then I watched it, and I watched the first two or three episodes, and I just absolutely adored everything that I saw. It's still a really favorite series of mine. I don't go back to it nearly as often as I should, because it's not dubbed. Anaplex never released a dub for it, which I think is criminal. Um... But overall, it's still just a really fun series. I think that a lot of people who haven't watched this show should at least give it a chance.
1: I should say so. What uh, what brought you eventually around to, to Full Metal Alchemist? Because as I recall, you like that a lot as well.
0: Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the first... Full Metal Alchemist, I actually still hate. I
1: think <laughs> that it's
0: boring beyond all belief. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is what brought me into the fold. Uh, I liked Brotherhood a whole lot more. I thought the pacing was a lot better. Uh, so that's what brought me into the fold. The first Full Metal Alchemist, I still think, is a boring.
1: Well, there you go. It must be the author in this case. So <laughs> you have to uh, read some uh, Arslan as well. Okay, then let's move so, on to your first.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So my first series is probably the series that I have watched most times in my life. I have gone back to this one literally dozens of times because whenever I'm bored, whenever I need background noise, hmm. whenever I need just general cheering up, this is one of the series that I go to it's a series that I will make you watch at some point <laughs> uh, and that would be Devil as a Part-Timer
1: that is not surprising
0: yeah, I wanted to get this one out of the way. It was the obvious choice. Devil is a Part-Timer is just one of the best comedies of the last 10 years. It's absolutely underrated. Uh, it was underrated at the time, especially. Not many people watched it, apparently. And it apparently bombed on home video in Japan, as far as I'm aware. Uh. In the United States, however, people glommed onto this a little bit more, which made me happy because, like I said, this is just one of those great shows that should have gotten a second season but never did. Uh, I'm actually really excited because the both the light novel and the manga just ended recently, so I'm looking forward to getting to the end and seeing how it turns out. Um, because like I said, it only got the one season, which is just absolutely a crime against anime humanity.
1: <laughs> so what was that uh, recent news that came out about it that uh, was getting your hopes up?
0: Oh, That actually happened the day that we were recording this. Uh, A Japanese blog reported that Devil is a Part-Timer is going to get rebroadcast on network television in Japan. Uh, And part of the headline was, could this mean a second season is on the way? And I literally shouted into my computer, do not get my hopes up like that.
1: (laughs) Soiled yourself a little. But,
0: uh... Oh, well, I mean, I was annoyed because when I was going through the news wires, I, all I saw at first was Devil is a Part-Timer, uh, and I got super excited because <laughs> it's very rare that an older series like that gets brought up in the news like for any reason. So I thought at first, oh, maybe they're doing something with it, and then I saw it's getting rebroadcast, and it's like... Why are you telling me about Devils a part-timer reruns in Japan and getting my hopes up like that? That's just cruel.
1: Well, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, we can... so we'll see. I'm not putting money down on the series ever getting a second season, but if it did, you know that I'm gonna be the one of the first ones to write about it. So you know, yay for that.
1: Sounds good. So I guess uh, I will continue on with something I alluded to in the other entry, and like I said, okay. my first two are where I felt we probably stood the uh, highest chance of going across each other, and this one is uh, more slice of life, but more more comedic than Silver Spoon. Uh, I have used the. Uh, the portmanteau bucalgasm to describe it before it is cute girls doing cute things, it is iashike uh, uh, almost without peer it is non-nonbiori
0: yeah, I have that on my list as well, so I, I figured that we were both gonna mention that. I wanted to try to avoid doubling up on series for this list, but I just could not put Non Non Biore on my list.
1: I hear that. Uh, I've certainly mentioned in in other casts that uh, you know, season one, episode ten is just one of those things. I don't go back to rewatching whole shows as much as I will go back to key points during them and rewatch one or two specific episodes just to refresh my soul as to uh the thing because you know i'm not made of time uh and i feel like (laughs) the moment that i uh uh watched the one with you know baby renge and candy store and greeting the new year and everything is just such a wholesome heartwarming bringing bringing a minute bit of warmth to the cold dead recesses of my heart especially in 2020 there's a there's a certain sort of magic that this uh, series em, embodies that uh, that I I don't think any any other one does better
0: well I mean you would be made of time if you didn't spend it all on your lawn
1: yeah well. It'll stop growing soon. Then I'll have some time
0: again. Okay, sounds good. Are you excited <laughs> for the third season premiering in January?
1: Of course, we have a season three coming. That's why I was, you know, saying with or with devil is a part time. Our miracles can happen. So the fact that that they keep returning to the well, uh, the manga is still ongoing for nononbiori although. I'm not real sure how much content the, uh, the manga has, but uh, uh, as in, uh, you know, some volumes obviously don't cover a whole lot of ground, so I don't know whether or not this is all manga stuff being rooted around in, and uh, if it keeps on going perpetually, we'll just keep getting more. Or who knows? It it doesn't really matter. We'll we'll be getting new characters apparently, although it uh, it feels like you're going to disrupt the delicate balance that is uh, uh, them together. But I am willing to risk it for uh, for quality like this.
0: Oh come on! The new character in season three is going to be a flute player. How how much could that be a disruption?
1: And flautist, well, we can obviously get some flute recorder combo going with, with Renge and her, so uh, that's something to look forward to. There's, I, I don't know how I enjoy Renge as much as I do, but it feels like there's just a particular type of childlike innocence that, uh, and just strangeness the, the, everything that's involved in uh, uh, childlike mannerisms i feel is uh, uh, what her character em- embodies in such a marvelous way the the only one who can uh, uh, defeat her is uh, yotsuba but uh, we are. i was actually just about to it.
0: bring that up i was Gonna ask if Renge and Yotsuba were to team up somewhere, that would be like the most unstoppable force in the world. It would,
1: it would doom humankind. We would all just be watching the two of them do things and forget to eat, forget to work. <laughs> we we would simply all melt into a puddle of uh, moe.
0: So yeah, so Non Non Nononbiori, that was going to be the last series I was going to bring up, but you know what? We might as well just call it good there. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: since I was going to bring that one up eventually anyway, let's go ahead, let's keep the list going, and go ahead and go with your next choice as well.
1: Okay, uh, my next one is uh, the... PA works that uh, overrode Nagi no Asukata. Uh, This is another one where we're desperately hoping for Novel 3 and then a Season 3. It's a fascinating overall uh, series. I'm very surprised we even got the Season 2. It it starts when, uh, you know, the drama all starts when a... uh, young boy, infatuated uh, uh, with an older woman has uh, eaten his father. Uh, oh, yes, he is a uh, tanuki as well. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, this is the modern urban fantasy, The Eccentric Family. That was one that I was
0: going to put on my list, but I knew that you were going to bring it up, so I didn't. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I figured it probably didn't have overriding uh, requirements for you, whereas for me, it, uh, it you correctly guessed it would. Uh, it it's also quite interesting, I find it because as much as I watch basically everything of PA works the uh, the the direction the artistic design the character design it it very much does not feel like pa works a lot of times has a very similar feel uh some of them have an exacting feel it, it's like kyoto animation a lot of times you can stack a whole bunch of series next to each other and then entirely know what studio did this you can see all of the uh the design sharing between them uh but this work in particular has such a uh, interesting and and a refreshing overall uh, design to it as well and and frankly just you know the the overall feel it's very unsettling not in the horror aspect, but in just the strangeness of the overall feel to it you you never really feel like you're grasping the characters te- terribly much because, again, it started when, you know, the the drama that's happening to a family after their dad was consumed in a hot pot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not going to approach this thing in quite the same way. You're always trying to feel like, how do all of these, you know, characters combine? How How is this person who ate the father of this other person... Uh, you know he very fond of these others, and yet resigned to the fate of I'll probably have to eat you too. It, it's <laughs> overall just a, a, a strangely ephemeral experience, but uh, the 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 certain elements to it that you uh, can grab a hold of uh, is a great uh, overall ride. Uh, was this one that? you were watching as it was broadcasting, or uh, did you come to it later on? No, I watched this one as it was broadcasting.
0: I didn't know enough about the studios at the time to really be able to grasp onto how weird it was that this was a PA Works series. Um, I knew some things about some studios um but pa works was one that i was still kind of learning about but yeah looking back on it it is just so weird how this is a (laughs) pa works series because it it doesn't look anything like any of their other series
1: right so i forget what else the uh the, the director has done as an overall director uh, a, a couple things maybe, but I I think he's largely known for uh, for that in in particular. Mm-hmm. I think there is one other sort of family fantasy thing, so uh, I have not. Uh, Seen, my no maho no hi. I do not think that has been uh, adapted. But uh, I'm not. I'm now interested in experiencing more of it. Uh, th- just from the, the 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 overall handling of the series, so from that direction, uh-huh. I'll have to. I'll have to seek seek that out at some point as well. But uh, I know I've brought. Up this series before in other contexts, and uh, it was brought to us in 2013. And uh, you should all watch it. I agree.
0: So, all right, so for my technically third series, hmm. uh, I want to go ahead. I want to kind of break away from the usual spiel of talking about series that I absolutely loved. Uh, And instead, I want to talk about a series that I absolutely hated with a passion that happened in 2013.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. That that certainly throws my guesses off, but... Now, is this something that you watched all the way through? Yep, I I watched
0: it all the way through from beginning to end.
1: Were weekly as the whole it time, or did it wh- uh, were you hate watching the whole time or did it turn on you
0: no I wouldn't say it was a hate watch because I love the studio and I love the director which probably gives you an idea of what I'm talking about but the series itself was terrible from episode <laughs> 1 and uh, but I had so much faith in the studio and the director that it was going to turn around any time now any episode now hmm. you're running out of episodes dude and then by the end of it I was just well that was a waste of my
1: life <laughs> you're the damn it. yep
0: yeah, and that series would be the Akiyuki Shimbo series from Shaft Sasami at Gumbada Nai okay if you've never watched this series, do yourself a favor and just don't. there's <laughs> just don't. it's it is literally the second worst thing that Akkiugashimbo has ever done in his career. Uh, if you're wondering the first worst thing that he's ever done is his debut project which was debutante Detective Corps. <laughs> okay. But this was so. This ranks up there as his second worst. I am a huge fan of Shimbo. I have been for many, many years. I think that he was a very talented director, uh, at, during his prime. Uh, but this was just a huge miss. It was bizarre for absolutely no reason. It mm. the visuals were just out there. Um, the story made absolutely zero sense.
1: I like how you're uh, it, talking about the guy uh, as if his career hit an earlier height and is and is over. When uh, he wasn't I forget if he was sole director or not, but wasn't he basically heavily involved in uh, uh, "March Comes in Like a Lion," which is Great. <laughs> so, I'm not you're saying like he that, died.
0: I'm just saying that he's not as active as he used to be. Before he was attached to many, many series that Shaft did. Now he it's it's not very often that you hear his name brought up in relation to a series within the last couple years.
1: Yeah, it feels like you just kind of hear him. Always brought up when Shaft does something, and everyone is guessing how much Shinbo is <laughs> is in it. Like yeah, so 90% I'm not saying Shinbo, that... Is it 22 percent Shinbo, but uh, now I forgot. I admit I forgot about this, and in part that's because no one ever mentions it or recommends it. And I'm betting that's because it's as bad as you're remembering it. Uh, but I I know that you bailed on. Monogatari in 2013 so I thought for a second you were uh, going to bring up uh, second season as no. like, the reason you had to uh, run away and I'm like oh no how did that happen <laughs> was no. it the toothbrush was it all the toothbrush
0: <laughs> Monogatari I failed on simply just because I was running. I didn't have the time to keep up with it one of these years, I want to go back and I want to marathon the entire franchise uh, and catch up on it, because I did really enjoy uh, but And I also enjoy Nisei, despite the toothbrush scene. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I,
1: I, I uh, agree that you should definitely get back to it. Uh, it will probably... Show up at some point. I don't remember which year we'll have uh, the Shinobu Mail arc in it, but uh, uh-huh. but by the time we we get there, I'll I'll probably give you a uh, a a thorough refresher and what you're missing, and uh, and cause you to have to uh, catch up. It's such a weirdly broadcast series, though, because you have these missing episodes that are like OVAs that no one ever brought the rights to and that this one was all net episodes that again no one has the rights to and i'm like oh god how is it how do you make this so hard to follow
0: (laughs) plus you have to consider how much of it is done in what order so you have to figure out do you watch it chronologically do you watch it in terms of release date you know, it's just a weird, yeah. weird franchise.
1: It is. I didn't I didn't think it was that far off, except for uh, Kizumonogatari, because the movies came out way later, and the novels, that was, like, the third novel. So if you want to do it in chronological by story, you'd throw it in the beginning. And if you wanted to do it in the novel order, it would still be fairly early on, but they spent so much time making those movies that... Uh, you know, they they got pushed behind so much other stuff. I think the rest of it is largely in novel order, though.
0: Yeah. But, uh... Uh, okay, but yeah, but just to briefly get us back on topic, Sasami at Gumbara and I, terrible, terrible series. I'm, I regret any moment that I spent watching it and I, but it happened this year. It is a part of anime history, like it or not. So there, <laughs> so there it you is. Go.
1: Okay. Uh, hmm. That I, I, you've given me an idea for throwing in a, a wild card uh, in a later year cause I Okay. There are certain things that I have a lot of hatred for that I need to. I need to, uh, I need to uh, let the world know. Now the light okay. se- novel series is still ongoing, so if you would like to uh, pick that up, maybe maybe you'd like the novels better. Possibly. So, okay, I guess I shall move along to my fourth, which is again something that I have mentioned before, but it remains one of my uh, favorite overall series. Uh, it's again one of those things that makes me regret that uh, Rie Matsumoto doesn't do as much as she should. God damn it! <laughs> uh, and that—that that is, uh, I, I apparently have a theme of uh, you know weird fantasy, uh, uh, you know families getting together and the strangeness around them because uh, I'm. Uh, suggesting everyone watch Kyoso Giga. Okay. I forget I've heard, what I mentioned. I've, that heard
0: of, yeah, I've heard of that show, and I believe you've mentioned it before, but I don't remember a whole lot about it.
1: I think it was in our alphabet cast. It's it's one of those that had such an intriguing conceptual beginning that I'm like, okay, what, what you gonna do? It has a very storybook uh, beginning about a, a priest and an artist who uh, uh, lives on his own, but, uh, you know, he paints things and they come to life. And at some point he painted a picture of a, a black rabbit who came to life and, you know, just watched over him uh uh what is it and and grew to love the uh, uh this particular priest and artist and uh, the black rabbit wished for a body so that she could express her love for this man uh and was granted it by the uh by the gods or by Buddha or what whatever were very steeped in uh you know um, Japanese uh, tradition in, in all of this. Uh, and so she's given a, a form uh, and uh, is able, they are able to be with each other. Uh, but the family they start are other drawings that were made or other, other creatures. They don't have, you know... Uh, family members who are are done in the normal style it's it's yet more uh, art that was produced given form who become their children and uh, an additional adopted human child and uh, then they have to at some point they are treated uh, you know with with disdain by the local humans and they have to retreat to a, a city that, uh, again, the artist has uh, created. So basically he draws a world in which they run away to so they can be with each other and not be uh, hunted by the humans or, or dealing with anything about them. Uh, And sort of live in their own uh, fantasy world, as it were. And that's all what happens in episode one. They go to their mirror Kyoto to live. Uh, But then between those episodes, we find out that, you know, the father leaves and the mother chases after them. So we're introduced to all of the kids who are doing their own things. And... We've time-skipped a long time, so they were all actual children for a while, but then we go, I forget how many years later, 10 or or 15 years later, and they've been abandoned effectively in this city, and then we are introduced to a new character who basically comes in and starts disrupting the world around them. Uh, uh, A new sibling, a new child, uh, ostensibly, with a reality uh tearing apart mallet and the whole everything going on again you're just steeped in such a weird fantasy uh of it that they're always that you're always kept a step or two behind trying to figure out what they're doing and why why did this uh child Decide to develop, uh, you know, her domain and the way she did and her followers. Because it's not like it's just the three of them, it's actually a whole city. So they all have people and and things. It's a weird amalgamation of, uh, you know, fantasy and modern elements and uh, their actual characters with old personalities in them. It's still a whole city, it's just a, an askew version uh, where they are basically kind of royalty in their own, uh, demeans. But, you know, what does that mean? What are they waiting for their parents to come back? Is it safe to leave? What, what is going to happen? And you're just left to, you know, follow the thing the whole time. And it's a, it's a very, it's a very odd experience. And, uh, I think that most of the sensors that fire for me about Kyosa Giga are the same that do regarding the Eccentric Family. Uh, but this one is much more of a visual and imaginative spectacle. It doesn't necessarily have its own unique style the way that Eccentric Family does. Uh, it definitely is, you know... Differently stylized, as it were, but it's more that the worldscape is uh, is such a a fractured modern fantasy uh, thing that you're always left, you know, wondering what what's even going on around you because all of the everything about it is fantastical elements rather than fantasy creatures within a modern. Environment, which is most of uh, what eccentric family does. So it is, uh, it is loopy and colorful and imaginative, and that it's, it's a wild, wild ride. So uh, I suggest you pick it up.
0: I might have to do that. Is it available to stream anywhere?
1: I'm pretty sure that it is. I will look that up, but uh, I think. I think it has been since it broadcast. Uh, Crunchyroll has it. So Verve has it. And apparently Prime has it. So.
0: Okay. Right on. I might have to check that one out. It sounds really interesting.
1: I like it a lot. Have you, uh, uh, obviously you can't mention anything uh, much about this, but, uh, of other Rie Matsumoto work, how familiar are you with, with her visual style? And she, I, I haven't been before Kyousa Giga cause she was doing a lot of pre-cure primarily before that. And then she, uh, was pulled into Kekai Sensen after that, which I definitely also enjoyed, but, uh, and I, I think she did the opening to uh Kakegurui, if I remember correctly. So, you know, one of okay. the best OPs of all time, OP1. Uh, <laughs> so uh I'm not I I'm not sure if you've experienced her otherwise, but
0: uh, No, I can't the, say that the name is overly familiar to me.
1: She's one of the youngest directors, and that's why fa- it feels like a shame that she isn't doing more stuff. Just uh just keep giving her work. <laughs> so, alright, let's go
0: ahead, let's move along uh to my next series. I believe I have two left. Yep. So, alright, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna spend some time talking about it because it is just too big to ignore. It is the Idol series that keeps on giving and that would be Love Live.
1: Ah, Love Live. Okay. I, I had guessed you might bring up Love Lab as uh, as the askew one, but uh, I do know that Maki is the best character and other than that, what what else do you need
0: uh, well i mean you have to consider that a umi is best character mm. or that's nozomi right. one or the other that, but that,
1: that's a funny way of pronouncing maki so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on you you'd you'd best uh, take your medication
0: yeah i probably should Anyways, Love Live is just one of those shows that keeps on giving. It is a license to print money at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I I, uh, uh, I was just going to say friends who go to Japan. I mean, I'm familiar with it, but for friends who would go to Japan, they would just report that, you know, just how dominant... It is over there, even even years after it was broadcast and, and other stuff. It uh, it's a uh, you know a uh, fate <laughs> level uh, phenomenon, apparently.
0: Yeah, Love Live is the series that keeps on giving. It's got what its second spinoff on the way. Is there? Uh, I believe so. They have a brand new band who's going to be debuting in the new series, uh, probably, I believe, early next year. Mm Okay. So I bring up Love Live simply just because, like I said, it's just too big to ignore. It is one of my favorite idol series. It's very perky. If you, I suppose, is the best phrase, is the best word for it. It's very perky. It's very paint by numbers. You know, young girls get together to form a school idol group to save their school from being shut down. La da 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 da
1: It does feel like it has every trope and every character archetype. <laughs> and every, i guess there's no blonde twin tails but other than that uh it 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 feels like it it's kind of uh, uh again a, a peerless example of uh idolism idolatry. Yeah. there we go <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so i mean you can't get much bigger than love live and it took off pretty instantly. I remember this series first premiering and everyone loved it for whatever reason. Uh, You can detract from it all you want. It doesn't change the fact that it's hugely popular uh, all all over the world. Um, It has some great music as well, which doesn't hurt. Um, I think one of my favorite YouTube videos of, all time is actually someone who took their gundam figures and created a stop motion (laughs) recreation of start dash
1: i've i've seen a few of those all gundam uh op parodies and yes those are always great i'll have to yeah i'll have to search that one out
0: uh so yeah um but yeah love live like i said Just a fantastic series. I personally really enjoy it. Uh, I think probably one of the most fascinating things about Love Life is that it's so popular that William Shatner even declared his opinion on Best Girl at one point.
1: (laughs) Didn't he say Umi?
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: Oh, (laughs) shat. It's... It, it's funny, because I, I was going to to say I'm not terribly into idolfare, but I sort of test the edges and the weirder ones. So, like Wake Up Girls, I uh, watched because I was interested in what they were kind of talking about it uh, more. Uh, or I'll watch something like a Zombieland saga, which is, you know, obviously a... a Humorous spin on doing it, uh, or Hana, Hana Yamada, which is a different nature. Again, it's covering the same ground, but uh, for whatever reason, even though this isn't like a 15 season, constantly running show, and the only ones that I particularly care about are the originals, and that's just two core. But it feels like it's too much of a franchise for me to want to go into Love Live or Idolmaster, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm always hesitant, but, uh, but you are obliged to pick Best Girl, so of course it's Maki. So my, my familiarity <laughs> with, the, with the series comes down to I have picked Best Girl uh, and, uh, and worship her appropriately. <laughs> and uh, give, a, give a shout out to uh, oh my God how how long has MakiBot been uh, doing Maki Mondays? It it is he's got so many pictures of of Maki, <laughs> and, and <clears throat> so he'll dump a good twenty or thirty at least, and he does not repeat them. So every Monday. Uh, we we get a Maki Monday, and unless he's specifically trying to annoy me, at which point we get Nico in there, which is you know, <laughs> a, a Nico Nico nightmare. Uh, <laughs> but, so it's been it's been literally years <laughs> of how many pictures, and I, I just have to wonder what his uh, you know JPEG folders look like on his computer. I, I think he's <laughs> I think he I think he's got a, a problem. But, uh, <laughs> that's all right. at least he fully understands uh, Best Girl. We We have two Maki named uh, <laughs> people on the same Discord server. So there you go. Proof positive.
0: So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's jump into our last series of 2013. What are you going to cap off your list with?
1: I did not cap off with a series. Okay. Uh, I capped off with a movie. It's a pinnacle of any number of things, but I, I mentioned earlier how I found, you know, the, the visual style of Eccentric Family particularly appealing, not just in how it differentiated it from other PA work stuff, but just kind of in general, the, the art history involved in a lot of it, uh, was, was very good. And, and this final entry, uh, bleeds it from every pore. So for the same, a uh, reason that uh, Okami to me is my favorite video game. Uh, in many reasons, just because of how they pulled it off visually. Uh, uh, the I'm not going to say it's a pinnacle of Ghibli, but uh, I would consider it for uh, Isao Takahata. Uh, his his final directorial work, uh, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. So uh, that, uh, I can, it's weird because I kind of don't want to talk about it from a story perspective, except, you know, it's, it's one of the oldest uh, folk tales in japan and probably one of the you know most well-known uh other than journey to the west sort of things which we get a million adaptations of uh so you don't get a whole lot of you know the bamboo cutter and the uh moon child which uh in this case is, is princess kaguya uh, you don't get a lot of it except, uh, you know, you, you cover the same territory in that Folk Tales from Japan series that I mentioned in an earlier year cast. Uh, so story-wise, it, it's simply, you know, a folk tale, but the way in which it is conveyed is just stupidly evocative. Uh, the visual style in here is all, you know, charcoal edged and watercolored, colored uh, and impressionist here and there. And very, uh, you know, pulling from very old uh, manga and, and Japanese artistry stylings while also still feeling a, appropriately modern quality wise. Uh, it, it's just... In, in all of these I've been talking about before, I've been describing a, a state of, you know, weird magic to the experience, and this one is almost the pinnacle of that, where you're just simply subsumed within the experience of, of watching the tale play out. It's, it's not a great one. It's not, you know... The pinnacle of modern storytelling excellence. <laughs> it's an old folk tale. You kind of know what to expect, uh, but it's still, you know, a, a quintessential uh, Japanese experience. From just from uh, being able to pull that story in, but the the manner in which it is conveyed is it, just heart catching in weirdly different. Uh, ways while you're doing it. And, the, and the, the visual presentation of the, you know, the very ending of the uh, movie when the Moon Kingdom is coming down to bring her back, it's it's just crazy. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things that uh, going in as blind as you can to it is the way to go, but he even then, just take a look at a promotional for it. Take a look at simply poster art for it, and if you find that appealing at all, then uh, uh, watch it right away because you will you will simply be taken back the the whole time. So, I uh, I had to let this one override even all of the other series here and. Uh, I, I do feel somewhat of an obligation to give movies a shout-out as well, because it, it feels like it's easy to not consider them when you're talking about one, two, multiple-core series. But uh, mm-hmm. Princess Kaguya was definitely a, a hell of a way, a hell of a work to go out on. Just a, just a hell of a watch in, in general.
0: So. Right on. I will definitely have to check that out. You know that I don't watch movies nearly as often as I probably should. Uh, But this is definitely one that has caught my attention before in the past. I've just never gone out of my way to watch it.
1: Hmm. So yeah, dude. Again, I'll, I've said it before, I'll, I'll say it again, we have to do an, an expanding... Horizons where you're giving me a two core series and I'm just tossing a pile of movies at you. <laughs> needs to be done.
0: So, all right. So, for my last series, once again, I'm going to go with something that's just too big to ignore. Uh, I think the series itself is good. It's not it's not amazing, but it's very good. What makes the series notable, however, is the absolutely genius marketing strategy, strategy that Kyoto Animation did for it. Uh, what I'm talking about is the swimming series Free,
1: <laughs> which okay. gave
0: us the term man service.
1: Mm-hmm
0: so but what i'm talking about with the marketing strategy is that free came out in i believe the latter part of the year uh let me do was, a quick uh, it was summer it was summer okay yeah
1: which, which so makes a lot of sense for a swimming series to be in yeah. summer
0: So, but what I'm talking about is about six months to a year. I don't remember how long it was, how much lead time they had. Kyoto Animation put out a commercial that featured the characters from Free just frolicking around in a pool, splashing each other with water, and suddenly the internet exploded <laughs> with demand for a swimming boys anime and yeah. a few and a few weeks a few months later kyoto animation announced that they were going to be producing free and i remember so many people were convinced that it was their demand that made them produce this series. And I'm sitting there in my chair just laughing my ass off going, no, you just got played so hard.
1: Well, it was only one core. And if the commercial was, you know, it it looks like it was uh, 16 months or so before the anime came out, maybe it was all thanks to the viral commercial.
0: It may be possible, but I still, (laughs) to this day, doubt it. I just really, I still really doubt that one viral commercial convinced them, oh, we should create a Swimming Boys anime. No, I, (laughs) Kyoto Animation played the world, and they did a masterful job at it.
1: Well, it, it feels kind of like... I don't recall any other commercials until Violet Evergarden came out. That basically the it hit, and everyone just kind of freaked out over how amazing everything about it looked. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the it, the immediate demand for for Violet after they released that that first uh, TV about it was. Uh, was immense i forget how long before it was going to air that came out but uh but definitely that's one of those reveals that i remember being immensely strong and i could compare to it i uh was not you know watching for uh for free at the time uh and uh uh, you know haven't really paid attention, it's just you know, your your male idol series, but uh, <laughs> for, for guys it has to be sports so, there are actual male idol series but I feel like they don't embody what, uh, you know the the love live idol master appeal but the uh, but things like Free and uh, Uteno Prince Sama and stuff like that embody uh, the 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 concepts in uh, in the other direction so of yeah have you watched
0: I watched the first two television seasons I missed the movies that were re- an OBAs that were released and then I tried to watch the third season without watching those movies and ended up being so confused because they were introducing characters that were in the movies. And I so I dropped it at that point. At one, at one point, I'm going to go back and watch the movies and try again. Because I did really enjoy it. Like I said, it's not amazing, but it's a very competent, good franchise.
1: Yeah. And uh, probably still has claim for best water presentation in anything. I mean it. It is ninety eight percent water. Being around water, swimming in water, water glistening, uh, <laughs> along uh, taut boy bodies. So uh, I guess uh, I guess it has certain claims to fame.
0: So, yeah, so that's my fifth series free. Like I said, it's just too big to ignore. It took the world by storm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought that it was a very good series. I really enjoyed it. But if I still to this day think anyone who thinks that their demand after the viral commercial was what made that series get made is full of themselves. <laughs>
1: That uh, my date was off. It it came out only a few months before the anime, so I don't know why anyone would even think that. Yeah, not uh, not a year plus where it could have been. Now, interestingly, I just took a look at the uh, director. Uh, he was largely an, an animator on you know everything. Uh, PA Works, uh, not PA Works Kyoto Animation prior. So free would be his first series direction. He would do the first two seasons of Free, uh, and then the next series that he directed is Banana Fish. I'm like, <laughs> yes that that feels <laughs> that feels appropriate. <laughs> so, uh, and then he's doing a skating one next. Hooray! Skate the <laughs> Infinity.
0: Yeah, that one, actually, we're getting off-topic again, but I yeah. will say that that series actually sounds really interesting. Uh, it's kind of extreme sports racing on skateboards. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and I think it sounds really interesting, especially because it's coming from Studio Bones. So Right.
1: Yeah, Bones is good. As long as it's not like that uh, one that... Uh... What the heck? There, there was one that was all about like free running. A uh, and it was boring. Stride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, that was not good.
0: <laughs> it wasn't bad. it, no, it wasn't it was. good.
1: It wasn't good. <clears throat> right, but it, it did not. But it wasn't terrible. But yeah. Uh, anywho, that'll that'll wrap up twenty thirteen. There is nothing else?
0: Nope, I can't think of anything else to bring up. Did you want to bring up anything else before we wrap things up?
1: I think that's a good wrap. Uh, obviously, we got. I had more, uh, or Ray mentioned more things that I brought up, so uh, that proves the uh, superior taste of either me or Ray. I'm not sure which. <coughs>
0: So all right, we'll go ahead. we'll wrap things up on that point. Thank you CT for joining me for another fun discussion.
1: Thanks. It's been it's been fun.
0: And, as always, thank you to all of you out there for listening to us ramble for the last 25 episodes. Uh, here's the 25 more. If you want to be among the first to hear these podcasts after they go live, please check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash review. Uh, And remember that episodes go live on major podcast providers a week after that. Uh, Other than that, have a great night, everybody, and take care.
1: Good night, everybody. Catch up on your 2013 anime.